You're listening to The Seeker Podcast with Amber Smith, episode 14, Time Magic. Welcome to The Seeker Podcast, where learners and doers come because they want more for their life, their family, business, and faith. My name is Amber Smith, and if you are seeking something new or more for your life, you've found the right place. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Seeker Podcast. Um, This is Amber, in case you're a new listener. Welcome. Um, I talk about all sorts of kinds of things. (laughs) I was thinking about that today. That's why I named it something kind of broad, because I just want to talk about all the things that I learn and things that I'm processing myself. Um, And today is actually one of my favorite things to talk about, and that's time. I called it time magic because there's so much to time that is very tangible and there's a lot that's not there's a lot of things that is mystical to me um like the speed of light and what is time and how do we measure it and why do we measure it the way we do and the difference between cultural um, preferences and how they describe time um i think it's so fascinating and i'm not going to go into like a bunch of stuff i'm going to try to keep it as tangible as i can for you so that it's actually useful to you um i know I listen to a lot of podcasts as well, and sometimes it's frustrating because I listen to a podcast and it's very um, theoretical or vague and I can't apply it, which it's like, it's fun. It's fun to listen to, but the best podcasts that I like to listen to are the ones that give me something tangible to make my life better. So I try to do that for you guys. Um, Today, like I said, we're talking about time and I, one of my favorite movies, I sound so nerdy, but um, it's Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey, you know, and I love this. I love it because number one, I'm like a space nerd, but number two, um, I also really like how they represent gravity and time in the movie. And I'll talk about that um, again when I start talking about how to think about time, but I really like the physical representation that um, we don't understand time this way, but in this movie, the beings or whatever have access to time in a new way that they can go forward and backward into infinite, like, little pieces or moments and can look at it, you know, past, present, future all at once. And I love that idea because we don't, we don't experience time that way. Of course, we experience time as present and we can think about the past and the future, but we don't have access to it. We can only have access to now. That's, I'm, I'm always talking about being present um, on social media and with my clients and here, you know, that you only have now. And when you get to quote the future, you'll still be in now. <laughs> and so that's why it's so important to master the art of being present. And it's so hard because our brains can go to the past and to the future, but we really can't. Our bodies can't. We can't redo. We can't um, fast forward. We can only be now. And so even though your brain will make you feel like the past is real and the future is very real and maybe you get stressed or worried because of that, um, you can't actually access it except for in your brain. And that's actually really an important distinction is that we create time (laughs) like that, that there's past, present, future, but how we experience time is always right now, always. And so I love that. Anyway, I love that depiction in Interstellar. If you haven't watched it, you should. 
in my opinion, of course. <laughs> um, it's just a really interesting thought experiment about time. So today I'm going to be talking a little bit about the theoretical stuff about time, like I just shared, because I love that and I'm a little nerdy. But I also want to share how I think about time, how that makes me, I think, hyperproductive <laughs> with the little amounts of time I have to work and produce content um, and to get ready for things that don't include my motherhood and my family life, my work, my podcast, um, client work, social media, all that kind of stuff. I actually don't spend that much time on it. Like this podcast, I have no notes right now. I, I think I've only recorded one podcast with notes because I think about producing in a different way than most people. I sit down knowing that this podcast is probably going to be about 20 to 25 minutes and I plan for talking that long and then I'll be done. And that's how I look at it. I look at completion um, and that's how I do pretty much everything. I'm a big believer in Brooke Castillo's uh, B minus idea that, you know, you get a B minus level work out in the world and done is better than perfect. And obviously I live by that. You guys can hear me probably say, um, and things like that because I let go of, I think perfectionism and time are actually really related. Sometimes I'll work with a client who has some perfectionist tendencies and time is a really big deal. They just think they need more time to finish it or more time to perfect it. Well, what is time, right? Um, <laughs> that's like a very vague question, but it's something to consider that if you are hiding in perfectionism and you're saying little lies to yourself, like, oh, I need more time. If it's in your brain, it's ready. And I always will push people to get stuff out um, before they're ready because sometimes that feeling of readiness never comes. And in fact, most of the time it won't and time won't help you feel better. Um, that's a lie, right? That, oh, well, if I just give it some more time <laughs> that you'll feel better. Um, that That's a lie that keeps you stuck and safe. So anyway, just a quick word on that. Um, something else that I, you know, obviously when I decided to talk about time, the first thing that popped into my head was time management. That's such a big buzzword. Most people in the personal development space at least have some content on time management. And what I really believe is that you don't need to focus on time management. You need to focus on brain management. And how you think about your time matters way more than how you spend your time. And let me explain that a little bit and unpack that for you. What I mean is, how do you think about your productivity? Do you plan your time? Do you say things like there's never enough of it? Because that becomes true. The, the story we tell ourselves about time becomes the truth that we live out. Let me repeat that. <laughs> the story you tell about time is becomes the way you live your life. If you don't believe there's enough time, that will be true. If you believe that time is abundant and there's always enough, you're going to feel that. You're going to feel less rushed and stressed you're going to find the time to do the important things and be present um if you feel rushed it's hard to be present right and so that's just um where i want to start is like i said time management is brain management can you manage your thoughts and i like to do this in a really um patterned way i plan my weeks based on how i've planned my months and my months are planned out based on my year for my business i don't really do that for my Family life, I do more of a daily planning for my family life because it's always a little different. Um, but for business especially, you got to know where you're going. And I would argue even for family stuff, you should have a plan, you know, maybe a long-term goal or, you know, a vision for your family. And then I like to work backwards into the now. Um, 
because I think that's how you can be more intentional. That's how you can actually hit your milestones and um, get get things going and hold yourself accountable. You know, what's me- what you don't measure, you can't change. Well, I would say it's harder to change anyway. Measuring feedback um, results, those are great ways to know if you're making progress or not. And the time, time is no different. You know, did you write have a to-do list and you only did two things on your to-do list, but you had 10? Well, you probably have a time management, brain management issue, right? And so I always recommend writing things down. So if you haven't, what's your three-year goal? Um, do you know? Spend some time with that question, like, where do you want to be in three years? And be, you know, I like to say, like, childlike optimism. I'm a big believer in positive thinking and positive vibes or whatever. But I I do think, I read, if you've read the book, um, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins, great book, highly recommend it. Um, he has you write down what you want with no editing or judging. It's like getting like a little kid and just dreaming. And I love that because I think our initial reaction as adults is to try to be as realistic as possible, but that's not how great things are achieved. That's not how you create something you've never created before. You have to kind of get excited. You have to have a big picture, something that compels you to take action, even and especially when you don't want to. I think that's the point of having big, scary, but exciting goals is you're going to keep taking action towards it because it's so compelling for you. And that's the kind of the idea that I want you to think about when you write down your three-year goals. Um, and you can do five years. I, like I just picked three. I think three is less scary than 10. <laughs> um, I have some lifetime goals too, but today I want to make it as tangible as I can in a way that you're going to like have something ready now. So you have your three-year goals, and then I like to break that down into a year goal. And that year goal has to be on track to help you hit the three-year goal, if that makes sense. It, had, it should be leading into that three-year goal. So in a year, you know, I like to do a process called your breakthrough year with my clients, you know, you know um, something that is like best case scenario. Where are you in a year? What have you achieved? What have you done? Where have you gone? Who have you helped? How much money have you made? Where have you traveled? Um, what happened in your family life that was amazing? What have you created? You know, um, something that is like, again, another compelling idea, something that makes you excited, something that you believe in and have hope for. That's the kind of things that you want to create when you do this experience. Um, And you can do it with your family. I think it's a really good idea to do it with your spouse if you're married or with your kids or if you're alone, you know, do it with your roommates or whoever. You know, I, I think it can be powerful to share your dreams, even though that's a little scary. Okay. anyway. We've done the three-year, we've done the one-year. We're going to get kind of more into what people would call time management. This is breaking it down into months. Um, When you have your year goal, now you need to look at what you need to create every month or every three months or something like that that will lead you to the year goal. And this is when you need to start being flexible because time, like what is it, right? You might have an amazing month in January and not an amazing month in February, but you're still going to hit your goal by June. You just don't know. And so I like to be flexible with my timing too. And I like the thought, time is timing is always perfect. I believe that. Um, I don't think there's coincidence. I don't think um, we're missing out or that we're behind. I think that we're all exactly where we're supposed to be right this second 
for our good. We're learning or we're giving, been giving opportunities um, to grow, to learn, to become someone new. And I really believe that. And it's really helped my relationship with time um, because I'm not mad at myself for not figuring things out. I have really stopped that comparison game because my timing is just different than the other people you know, what they're going through and what they've overcome to get to where they are. We're just on different paths. Our timing is different and perfect. And that's kind of how I think about time in another way too. So anyway, back to monthly goals. I like to kind of have a, at least a general idea about what I will be doing each month. And to be totally honest, a lot of times I'm totally off, right? Like the goals that I wrote down in January of 2019, um, for like the month of September, like I didn't, was so off. Um, I just had, and I'm in the middle of coach on fire right now. And I, that was not even on my radar come in January. And so I think that flexibility is really important when you create these goals. Like you have this general idea that keeps you moving forward, but you also have the belief that everything's going to work out. You're going to have new ideas and new experiences that might take you on a totally different path. But the idea is to get your brain focusing on like this is going to happen. I am going to be creating new things and moving my life forward. I love that feeling and energy that that creates for me. And so when it's a new month, I'm actually recording this on October 1st. So that's kind of exciting. Um, It's a new month. And so I go through this ritual of setting intentions for the month and I do it with an open mind and I try to include my heart, like as cheesy as that sounds in it. Because I believe that our intuition is really powerful. I don't think our conscious or our executive functioning mind always knows everything. I really think that like some people say, trust your gut. I really think that needs to be part of the planning process. Like what do you feel good about for the month? What feels aligned to you? What goals set your like soul on fire kind of thing? That's kind of what I think about when I look at my month and I try to, you know, I try to include, like I had that um, podcast about big goals and perfect goals. I try to include both of those um, big goals and perfect goals. So big goals is like the big idea that is out of your control, right? Like if I were to say sign five clients is my big goal because it's not totally in my control. I cannot always be in control of signing five clients. But what I can be control of is how many people I talk to in a day or how many offers I make, if that makes sense. And those are my perfect goals. So I do a combination of those, you know, what are my big goals that out of, out of my control goals? And what are my perfect goals? What are things that I'm totally in control of that will lead me to my big goals? And I break those down. I use the high performance habits planner by Brendan Burchard. And I love it. You can get that on Amazon. I'm pretty sure. It's amazing. Um, It's a really good self-reflection journal, but also helps you plan out your days and reflect and set intentions weekly, daily, monthly. And so I use that. Um, But there's tons of other things you can use to do any of what I'm talking about. You could use a journal. You can use a blank planner, okay? You don't need to get caught up in your tools and resources. You just need to commit to doing it. And so, yeah, that's what I do for my month. Um, I set the big and perfect goals And then from those ideas, I break it down weekly. Like, what do I need to do the first week, the second week, the third week, the fourth week to get there? And weeks are kind of interesting because it's kind of like most people get in flow, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They each, you know, maybe you have things you do on Monday and things you do on Thursday, you know, every week. And so I try to have a routine. But like I said, I try to stay flexible (laughs) because 
time is an illusion, right? Um, just because I don't think I have time on Monday doesn't mean I won't have plenty of time on Tuesday. Or just because I wrote it down for Tuesday doesn't mean it has to happen on Tuesday if an emergency comes up or if um, I'm like, I try to avoid doing work when I'm not feeling good. Like, and I'm not like talking about being sick. I mean, feeling like aligned with my mission and confident and inspired. I try to do work when I'm really inspired. That's how I can do this podcast right now. Like I said, I'm not, I don't have any notes. <laughs> I'm looking around like I literally have time magic podcast ideas, time magic <laughs> on uh, my paper. That's all I have because, oh, sorry, I dropped my pen. Um, because I feel really inspired right now. I've been thinking about what I want to say, thinking about what I can talk about easily. This is something I can talk about easily because I do it every month. Um, and that's something that you might consider is not forcing yourself into things. Um, understanding what is your best time of day? Is it morning or night? Um, I don't think there's like a hard and set rule that you have to be productive in the morning, even though a lot of studies might show that people are most productive in the morning. I don't believe that any anyone's like slammed into a box, right? You don't have to do anything that other people are doing. What feels right to you when you plan your day? What feels right to you when you plan your week and month and year? It has to be you. It has to be your thoughts about time and about yourself and productivity and what you want to create that drives your results. So I really pay attention to the mood and the feeling that I'm in because I can feel when I'm inspired and I try to get a lot of stuff done when I am feeling that way. Maybe you can do that too. Anyway, um, just rambling a little bit. Sorry. Like I said, I don't have notes. So I'm just trying to kind of walk you through the process. So we've done three years, one year, monthly. Now we're breaking it down to one month, like this current month. Um, you're probably going to be listening to this in the beginning of October. So what are your intentions for the month? What do you want to accomplish? What's your big goal? And what kind of perfect goals can you create to hit the big goal? Or at least get close, right? Having some grace if you don't hit it. You don't need to beat yourself up because like I've said before, the point of having goals isn't to hit the goal. It's to become the person that can hit the goal. And time is just a medium for all this stuff. You know, we measure time like monthly goals because that's how our brains are wired to think, you know. But okay, so you don't hit your goal in October, but you hit it in February. Is that really so bad? Like, I, I really think about that. I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. And this is what I also want to introduce to you is like the inevitability of your success. If you've worked with me before, you know I sign most of my client um, notes with your success is inevitable because I deeply believe that. If you just keep believing your success is inevitable, you'll keep taking action until that becomes true. That's what I like to think about time too is, well, if you just believe that it's inevitable, that you're going to get what you want and let go of the timing, it changes everything. It just helps you take action because you don't know when it's going to happen. You're just believing that it's coming, that that result is there and you just keep taking action until it becomes true and you let go of time. And you only use time as a way to keep you accountable, to keep you moving forward. Um, that's how I think about time. And it seriously changed my life. <laughs> I used to be obsessed with not hitting my goals and kind of people-pleasing perfectionist stuff. I beat myself up for not hitting goals. But like, I remember the first time I, I hit an income goal for my business, it was like months after I set the goal. I couldn't believe like 
the, I felt great when I hit my goal for that month. But I remember thinking like, I set this goal three months ago and I could have been really upset and down on myself, but like I, I wasn't, I just kept taking action, believing that it was going to come eventually trusting the process. Right. And it did. And that's how your goals will be too. Um, if you don't hit in October, that doesn't mean you won't hit it in November or December or January or in a year from now. Um, I think the people who win are the people that just keep going and they don't let timing get in their way. They set timely goals as a way to keep believing in the process. Anyway, I hope that made sense. That's how I think about time. Um, that it, that my results are inevitable. My success is inevitable as long as I t- keep taking action that's aligned with that result that I want and keep believing in the process and in myself and in possibility. That's how I think about all of that. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we've done the monthly. Now it's time to, and we've done the weekly. Um, I... Daily is something that I don't want to tell you what to do, okay? So take this as a way um, of just creating new ideas, not in you have to do what I do. I set intentions in the morning. Um, I try to wake up and not use my phone. Um, I try to have some quiet mind time. And I set intentions for what I want my day to look like. Like I said, I use the planner by Brendan Burchard, and that really helps because he asks you some questions every morning. And so I get to decide what my priorities are and who I want to reach out to and things like that, which I really like. That's why I love his planner, because it makes me think about the right things first thing in the morning. And then I also schedule my day and it's super loose. Like I don't, um, I'm not super rigid if I don't hit it. I just try to structure it, you know, cause I'm at home with my girls, right? So sometimes I have playtime listed at 11, but we're playing at 10 at the park, you know, <laughs> and I don't like get mad at myself. I just try to structure it so that I have um, a, a moving schedule. Um, but I also do it in a way that's kind of like a to-do list, if that makes sense. I try to hit the things that I wrote down. And if it's at a different time, that's fine. And if it didn't happen, that's okay. I'm not mad at myself. I just make a note of it and kind of ask myself, why didn't that happen? Especially if it was something that I really wanted to get done. I just get curious, like, hmm, why didn't I do that? Oh, because I was feeling fear and didn't want to be rejected. Or like, oh, I, you know, was afraid to send that email because I wasn't feeling inspired. So that's like a good reason, right? I would, for me, um, I wasn't feeling inspired. So I didn't send that email. Whatever it is for you, I would just try to do something consistently. Um, I think the power of consistency can't be talked about enough. If you plan your day every day, your, your life will change. Um, it, well, most, <laughs> most importantly, if you stick to your consistency, if you keep promises to yourself, that's the powerful process. And the, that's the power in consistency is when you make a promise and you keep it. So I'm very careful when I s- commit to something when I say I'll do something because I'm, tr- I'm working on my confidence just like anyone. Um, and I know that that's where confidence comes from. It's from keeping promises I make to myself. So I'm really consistent about that now. I haven't always been, but I try not to commit to things that I don't know for sure I can commit to. And I use my daily routine like that. I try to keep it flexible, open. There's a few things that happen every, you know, every week that are recurring. That's in my schedule. I try to um, write it down or have it in my phone. I use my phone a lot for my daily stuff. I have alarms that go off through the 
throughout the day. Um, if you've read High Performance Habits, I'm talking about Brendan Burchard a lot. I actually do like him, but it's kind of funny. I'm, I haven't really talked about him before, but in his book, he uses alarms throughout the day. And I really like that idea. So I have alarms that like say, bring the joy. It sounds so cheesy, but it works, right? Bring the joy, um, win while no one's watching. That's like my alarm that I wake up to. That's what gets me to go to the gym. (laughs) Um, because you do, you win in life when no one's watching you. And that's how also I think about time. People won't, will know how you keep your time based on the results you have in your life. But that's all brain management. This is all how you think. When you plan, are you believing that this will work? When you plan your day, are you inspired and excited? Or are you feeling blah? You know, I would say don't plan your day until you're feeling inspired and excited. Do Do the mental and thought work before you plan your day so that you're in a place of, openness and enthusiasm it's gonna really change how you what you put on your calendar what you say yes to what you say no to things like that I also love um, Ed Milet's idea of max out and that's more of like a moment to moment thing and I have it on my phone because it really resonated with me are you maxing out every moment you know I've really break it broken down time we've started three years in, in the future and now we're going down to the moment. Like, are you listening to this really present? Are you inspired? Are you feeling? Do you know what you're feeling? Are you focused on what's happening right now? Or are you thinking about what happened last week or last year or five years ago? Or are you worried about what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or down the road six months, right? Nothing will make you feel more peace than really living in the moment. And that is a skill. That is a skill set, I would say, that you can learn that I'm not perfect at, but it's really changed my life, being present with my family, even being present now. I'm thinking about this podcast right now. That's it. And that's where all your energy is. And so when I really learned that, that energy is always now, when you, when you focus on now, you'll have energy for anything if you really live in the present. And so those are just some things that I love. Um, I shared a lot of that stuff with you. So hopefully you picked up something that was helpful to you, you know, whether that's, you know, being intentional, setting intentions with enthusiasm, maxing out, whatever. Um, I do have a resource for you that hopefully will take all this time magic (laughs) and help you. Um, oh, I forgot. See, I didn't, I don't have notes. So I'm trying to remember all the things I want to share something that I call sacred time. And I'm in the middle of sacred time right now. And I got this idea from Julie Stoyan. She is a marketer, like an online marketer. She used to work for ClickFunnels. Anyway, I love her podcast. It's like creating your laptop life or something. She has this idea called sacred time. So I, I took it from her. This is not my own idea. And basically, sacred time is uninterrupted you time, and you put things in sacred time that must be done during sacred time, if that makes sense. So like right now, I wouldn't vacuum during my sacred time because I can vacuum when my girls are awake or when my husband's around or when the TV's on, I can still vacuum. Right now, my girls, one of them's in preschool, one of them's asleep. My husband's at work. It is quiet in my home. There's nothing else I need to do. This is sacred time. And I record podcasts in my sacred time. That's one of the things I do. There's other things that I do as well that can only happen during sacred time. So that's something for you to consider is what is your sacred time and what are you using it for? I used to fill my sacred time with Netflix (laughs) and even reading a book. And 
I would argue that those things can happen in non-sacred time. Um, I treat my sacred time, obviously I call it sacred time. It's really special to me and I'm really intentional with it. Or when I have surprise sacred time, like my husband takes my girls or I find myself alone for whatever reason and I don't have anything to do, I have a list of things ready to go. Like what podcast episode can I record? What meditation can I do? Um, what like what can I create for my clients or what like think that I um, needed to do for coach on fire or anything like that. Things that require my 100% attention, 100% focus. That's for sacred time. And I just have a little list on my phone of things I can get done. Um, there's so many resources out there. Like if you don't have, feel like you have a good control of your time, like honestly where I would start probably is seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. Um, he has a great quadrant, like four different boxes of, um, anyway, you'll have to read it, but that was really where I started thinking about my time different. It's like important, urgent, non-urgent, non-important, things like that. If you've heard um, of that before, I could probably have a whole nother podcast. Sorry for introducing that at the end, but you should check that book out if you haven't read it. It's an amazing book. Um, but also just like start with one thing. Like I shared a lot of resources. This was super content heavy and I am sorry about that. Um, but start with one thing, write down one goal, write down one big goal, and then find a few perfect goals to get you there. That's a great place to start. Make some alarms on your phone. How can you be more present? What things do you want to remind yourself of during the day? Those are just some thoughts for you. Um, I have a resource for you for all of these things. I'm trying to, (laughs) I'll try to keep it really basic and simple for you, but you can check that out at itsambersmith.com forward slash time. And I want you to hopefully fill it out and to really think about these things. Like I said, please don't do these things just because I do them. I'm just trying to offer examples for you to see that you don't have to think about time in a typical way. And you don't have to be bound by dumb rule quote rules about time. You can get so much done just by like, that sounds so cheesy, but believing that you can like truly If you just think about time as your friend and as a companion and as a medium for creation, like I really think it'll unlock something in you that you can become more productive and more focused and present with your family and in your business and whatever you have going on just by thinking about time differently. There is an abundance. You don't need to hurry. You don't need to rush. Things are happening in the right timing for you. And I believe that. I believe God has perfect timing And that things are introduced, ideas are introduced to you at the right time when you're ready to hear it. You're probably listening to the podcast ready to hear something that I shared today. I just believe that. And so I just hope you take this to heart, whatever came to you, whatever you were inspired to do from this point on, that it can make your life better. And like I said, go get the resource on itsambersmith.com forward slash time. I think it'll help um, at least get you started. Time is magic. It's not, it's nothing except for what you think it is. So think about that. That's some like deep stuff right there. (laughs) Anyway, I will talk to you next week. Also, if you haven't left a review, will you leave me one, please? And if you're not hanging out with me on Instagram, come hang out with me. It's Amber Smith. Okay. Thanks. I'll talk to you next week.